Hey, what's good, what's good, what's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, the road podcast presented by DJ City and Beat Source. I'm one of your hosts, DJ Crooked. We got DJ Never here. Yo, what up? We got DJ D Miles. What's good, what's good? We have Jamie the Great. Yeah, what up, what up? We have a very special, special guest that makes me very, very happy to introduce today's guest. He's uh, one of the first people who come to mind when I think of the Bay. Man, he's had a crazy year. He's had a very crazy year. Uh, six months ago in December, this guy suffered from a, a very serious stroke on air while he was streaming on Twitch. He had the stroke. Uh, he's been in recovery since then for the past six months. And, you know, during that time, as a testament to this guy's character, the DJ community banded together to keep this guy's Twitch going so he could continue making money and focus on his recovery. He's one of the greatest dudes I know. You know, thankfully, this past Monday on June 28th, after six months in recovery, you know, this man made a comeback on Twitch and he debuted his uh, back on his live stream for Boom Bat Mondays. He DJ for two hours. I damn near teared up when I saw him on Twitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Damn near almost every DJ I know was on his Twitch on that Monday and uh, everyone was really happy to see him back. Yep. And I couldn't be more happy that he's on, you know, on our podcast today, man. Let's show some uh, love for the base finest. DJ Audio One. Thank you, sir. What an introduction. What an intro, man. That was real heartfelt. What's man. good, man? I, I, I almost I almost cheered up there, buddy. You gotta chill with yeah. those words. Yeah. Is crooked is crooked going soft on us now? Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. so. It sounds think, like that, right? Dude, wow. Yeah, oh. this is this is a whole different crooked, man. <laughs> I bet yeah, I've been bitch made for a minute now since the pandemic. Since we it's uh, cra- I've been, it's crazy I've been slowly I've been slowly uh getting bitch more and more bitch made as, as in the past close. year. A little softy. <laughs> Dude, I mean, Crooked was hanging out with us in San Francisco. He DJed out there like like a month before the pandemic right. started. And mm-hmm. He was just like, I was like, yo, I like this new Crooked, man. He's dancing, he's drinking, he's dancing with chicks. I'm like, yo, like he's wavy right now. Like, was, yeah. that the R- was, that the, uh, was that the R&B and Ribs party? Yeah. 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 Shout out to Nopa. Nopa slaps. Yeah, man. Did yeah, it, he's uh, did it, it Nopa? He's launching it this weekend, right? Is he? Yeah, this weekend, yeah. He's wow. Oh, nice. Shout out to yeah. Nopa, man. He's, Shout he's to Nopa working, slaps. man. That yeah, that was a, yeah. <laughs> that, if if I had to end, if I had to go uh, on lockdown, that was the perfect party for me to end. You know, whatever DJ yeah. live mm-hmm. gigs I had, that was yeah. a fun night. You know, that was, was really really fun. It was man. a great yeah. night. It was one of those nights where I'm like, man, because that that was like last year, and that was the first party I did. That was like a good music party. You know, and it wasn't like a bottle service nightclub based party. It was like outdoors, was outdoors yeah. And uh, I was like, it was, it was. I, I made a promise. I'm like, I'm gonna do these more of these parties, like, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 do more of this because this is what I want to do. And yeah. then and I was the only one I did last year. And then, and then we went to the quarantine. Literally, and shit. yeah. Literally, like a few weeks later, man. So, yeah. yeah, it felt it felt like that last month. Like a lot of like really dope stuff started to happen, and then yeah. everything shut down. And, and it was it was crazy because it was like Lazy Boy was like mm-hmm. you know he he just like kind of. He was like on a good, he was at a good level and we mm-hmm. were all hanging out for the first time in a while and it was just like a great day. I remember yeah. that day. It was like the day before, like the end of the world kind of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for real. And then the next day we were at Motown on Monday too. Like, yeah, we were just really hanging just out. Good, good, yeah. Just, yeah, good oh, time. Oh, damn, man. Yeah. And we was yeah. just one of those, one of those weekends I was like, man, San Francisco is the best. Like the Bay is the, the best. 
And yeah, then, that's, that was definitely yeah. like SF at its finest, man. And it's slowly turning, starting to get back that way again, man. Yeah, yeah. I see it. I see it's bubbling. Mm-hmm. Like when y'all about to pop, pop for real. Hopefully. I feel like, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, you've had a fucking roller coaster of a year, maybe like a, yeah. 18 months almost, right? Basically, yeah. you've had a hell of a year, man. And yeah. you know, when I think of you, I think of the word consistency. You know, mm-hmm. if, if consistency was a person... You know, your Super Mario face would be, you know, the picture of your Super Mario face <laughs> would be right by the definition in the dictionary of consistency. Yeah. You know, and I say this because you, you, I mean, you're known for making edits. You make you make edits. You've been making edits a long time. Like how many? 15 plus years? How many years? Yeah, about 15 or so. 15 yeah. years you've been making edits for almost every song that's ever been out, right? From hip hop, reggae, R&B, pop. EDM, yeah, you whatever. Them, yeah. You're still making them. You you've uh, accumulated an email list, and you've sent you've sent these edits out for 15 plus years for free, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's consistency. I, Number one, that's consistency, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. you created an outreach of of homies and DJs around the world. I would assume, right? In yes. and out of this country, mm-hmm. you know. Even when we went into lockdown. You were like, I'm gonna make a mixtape for every day we're on lockdown. Yeah, and how many for sixty days? Yeah, yeah. So you made sixty mixtapes in sixty straight days. Yeah, that was. uh, I'm never gonna do that ever again. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot, bro. Yeah, it's a lot of work. The the first sixty days, it was just very, um, it was very scary, man. Just because we didn't know what we were dealing with at all. Yeah, I'm saying it was just like from one day to the next, we shut down and. You know, for me, it was like, let me do something to, uh, you know, stay creative. And, you know, I started with that first mix and it got good, you know, good, good buzz that day. And I just kept doing it. And I'm like, how long am I going to do this for? And the longer, you know, the pandemic went, I'm like, I don't think I could do this like every single day. Because I remember Crooked asked me, are you going to 90 days? Are you going to be down? I'm like, I think I'm going to 60. And then that's literally around the 60 day mark was when I like had already jumped on Twitch. So, yeah. Yeah. And then. You're one of the few guys who really built your Twitch from the ground up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you work like a motherfucker, and you earn that partner status that you mm-hmm. got, that partner uh, badge. Yeah. I mean, you. it took you how many months? Like, four, three, four months or more? Uh, for that, I jumped in in April. So about four, four and a half months. It was in August when I got yeah. partnered. Yeah. That's, that shit ain't easy on Twitch, especially during that time. Um, especially you were seeing a lot of DJs just kind of get kind of, who were like cherry pick DJs who maybe had a higher mm-hmm. profile and they were kind of instantly given a, a partner, you know, yeah. status. You know what I'm saying? That's right. And, and for you grinding it. And then I, I always think of consistency. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you're always consistent and you're always mm-hmm. you're always positive about the shit. Yeah. You're not really negative about shit. You know what I'm saying? But, Which is uh, completely the opposite of every, everything we see on Twitter every day, right? I know. <laughs> Complete opposite. I want to get, I want to get, uh, I want to talk about that Twitter shit probably towards sure. the end of the the sure. episode. But, you know, I, I do want to go back 18 months ago because we, mm-hmm. we were talking early on 18 months ago, right mm-hmm. when the lockdown happened. You were doing a few mixtapes. I mean, like like all of us, you know, we all kind of lost our livelihood, right? We all mm-hmm. like, yo, what the fuck's going on with this DJing thing? You know, I, I think at one point you even considered like 
getting a job. I don't know if you was working part time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I did uh, some part time stuff, but you know, yeah. it doesn't compare to you know actually where you know for us, you know, this is our livelihood. This is what we have known all our lives. You yeah. Know? So mm-hmm. yeah. And you was a. Uh, I, I know you was you was hustling though, and you and mm-hmm. you really had. You know, you didn't really have an ego about any of it. You know, th- throughout the whole process of everything, you've always mm-hmm. just really focused on the solutions. You know what I mean? Like, right. you, you, you know, and, and I really love that. I love that. I love that you always focus on the solutions and like, what what could I do? Like, I'm in control of this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I control right. me and I control the outcome of what I do. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you stayed active. You did the mixtapes right, right at the tail end of your 60 mixtapes. You went to Twitch, you made partner status, and you're and you're really good on Twitch. You're like observant to the chat. You know, you're quick to do the shout outs. Mm-hmm. You're you're almost like an auctioneer. You're very like You have to, in you, a know way, what I'm you know? Yeah. <laughs> you're 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 very much like, uh, Mary J, Mary J, thank you very much. I see you with the subs, appreciate it, and you're on to the next one. Me you know, and I'm kinda like, uh, Mary J. Yo, big shout out to I'm like I'm like struggling to read that shit. You're almost like the dude nah. from Micro Machines. You're like you're just spitting that shit out. <laughs> it, it, it can be like that sometimes, man. Yeah. But you know what? The, the beauty about like Twitch is that uh, you know, there's no one way of going about it. You can DJ and not talk, and you can talk, and you know, you have like Four Color Zach who has a whole you know entertainment center. You know, like yeah. this is like a TV show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. The possibilities mm-hmm. are endless on there and the music and being just being, you know, I think uh, what a lot of people experienced during the pandemic is uh, just the freedom, like not being tied down to just a playlist, you know, like we're like we normally would be in a club, mm-hmm. you know, and, and mm-hmm. it's, it's sort of strange that now, you know, a lot of people are returning and they don't have that same freedom or some people are trying it, but it ain't working. So what do you mean they're and, returning back to the clubs or? Yeah, like a lot of people just didn't dig in, didn't go into their club crates at all during the pandemic, and now they're having to go back into the club crate, which is understandable, you know. And yeah. that's something that I try to explain to like the audience, you know. Hey, don't get upset when the you know your DJ is live and it isn't the same as you know what you're used to on Twitch. It's you know DJing on Twitch and DJing in a club is two different two different things, you know. Mm-hmm. In the club, you really do have to focus on the people in front of you, you know what I'm saying? And making sure that the vibe is right and what management, you know, expects out of you, you know, yeah, yeah. whereas on mm-hmm. Twitch, you just do whatever you want, man. You know, I could stop the music and just talk shit for 10 minutes and then play music again, you know. Like, we can't do that in real life, so, you know. So for me, I, I felt like use Twitch as a way to, you know, sort of build an audience that will want to come out once the pandemic is over. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you join me on here, come meet me in real life at one of my events type of thing. But unfortunately, you know, with what happened with me with my health, I, I don't have that luxury at this point. But, uh, you know, eventually in due time, you know. Yeah. I do want to talk about your health. But I also want to talk about, you know, losing your livelihood. And then kind of like you were really thriving on Twitch. You were one of the few guys that was really, really blowing up on Twitch. Like you, you really created a name for yourself, and I was very, very, very proud of you. I, I was also very proud of um DJ Heavy from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's my man. You yeah. were one of the few guys that really took to Twitch and really made a name for yourself, almost to a point where like, holy shit, these guys are creating a real fan base for themselves, mm-hmm. bigger than they ever had, you know, in 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 real life. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, and you guys really, really hustled and you, y'all really, really worked at it. You know what I'm saying? So 
I kind of want to know how it felt to like lose your livelihood through these mixtapes and then go on Twitch and just go through like the weekly, you know, every other day streams and then and then build this following. And I know it could be kind of like because we used to do a weekly Sunday, right? We used to do battles on Sunday. Yeah. But I know how like exhausting and draining it could be, right? Because you could right. have like a really great stream one night and then like you lose kind of some of your viewership in the next day or you know what I'm saying? So just walk yeah, me yeah. through that, especially you guys thriving right after losing everything. Yeah, for me it was just uh, uh what could I do at this point, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't so much the money at that point. It's not it's never really about the money, but um you know, like that was my biggest fear in the beginning when I lost my my livelihood. I only had so much money like left, you know, that I could survive off of. So for me it was, you know, I know everybody went to buying the, you know, the iRigs and all the gear. And, and you guys know the first month of my streaming, I was using these headphones as a mic, you know. And, yeah. and but, but for me it was more like, let me make sure I pay the rent, you know, pay the bills first. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like the mic will come down the line. And thankfully my homie DJ Twinspin went and got me one. He's like, I love you, but I can't see you using headphones, you know, as a mic. But um, That's crazy. I so wait, I remember your, your streams in the beginning were super bootleg. Right. Yeah, yeah it was, he was like working bare bones. He was yeah, just yeah. <laughs> yeah, very bare bones. Yeah, it almost uh, I mean, it, it, it almost looked like you were streaming from your closet a little bit. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just had like a black tarp in the back, and then yeah. it was just one turntable and the and the mixer. I it's literally it. the same setup I have now. I mean, these aren't like these are actually I got these at Kmart when they were still open. It was just the uh, these are um, like. Like table covers yeah yeah they're like five dollars and i just put them up and i mean you like from looking you couldn't tell on the stream what it is you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like i was just working with what i had at the time you know yeah, so yeah. um but no, yeah I love I, it. I also love remember it. everyone was having everyone was buying the s11 i had the s9 and you still working on the vest the vast tets right mm-hmm. Uh, the or I was using then was the uh, um, the new mark, the, no, the new mark, yeah, the, the new mark. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. And I remember telling Quick, and I'm like, oh shit, man, yeah, he's like, he's killing it. He's not even like rocking with the S11 or S9. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very bare bones, man. I mean, you know, you 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 know, for me, it was more like let's let's see what I can do with what I got. As much as I wanted to buy a mixer, I mean, I waited till this last month to get an S11. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like for me, like when it comes to money it's you know make sure that the bills are paid that the rent's paid you know those things are more important than the luxuries you know like saving mm-hmm. money saving for you know moments like this you know because we still don't know man i mean i know this is new variant now i mean i'm afraid they're gonna shut things down you know again which it's gonna be tough to, for them to do but you never know like so for me i'm working on like let me make sure i have some stuff aside just in case you know you know because you know, a lot of us learned that the government just wasn't going to be there for us when, when we stopped working. You know, it took, you know, like in California, it took almost two months for us to even get any any type of unemployment or assistance. You know, that was pretty tough, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just a scary ass situation, right? It's just like no one, yeah. like, like who would ever expect something would affect the whole fucking world and let alone the whole country all at once. Right. And I just remember talking to to all kinds of people about, you know, everyone was just really depressed and just had a really grim outlook yeah. on the future, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's one of those things where it's like, thank God for Twitch, because that, that really saved a lot of mm-hmm. DJs. And, it, yeah. and it, it, it gave a career to a lot of other DJs, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's just such a great thing, you know? 
And I really hated like back, you know, a few months ago. I don't know when it was when there was just like the club DJs versus like when Twitch DJs were like kind of shitting on club DJs. And there was this whole thing when I was just like, yo, do y'all realize what just happened? Like, yeah. do y'all realize what just happened? Like, like we're all about everyone's working right now, whether you streaming and making money mm-hmm. or you're about to DJ in a real club, make money. Like, why the fuck would y'all hate on each other? It just don't make no fucking sense. Like, I, you know, I thought that I thought that was silly in general, you know, and, and a few weeks ago, the beat junkies were on tweak music tips and they basically said it. Hey, just, you know, there's a twit, there's a twist Twitch DJ now, but that doesn't stop you from being you could do both. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, some people got on Twitch, did their thing, and they got out. They're back in the real world, you know, like more power to them, you know. But then, you know, for, for me, the way I look at things and a lot of us look at, at things is why would you leave that audience that, like, looked out for you all this time? You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people are like, damn, man, my streamer's, like, not even on anymore. They don't even give a fuck about it. So, like, we've been sort of embracing all these people into our communities now, you know, and Honestly, if you were making some money on Twitch, like you're kind of leaving money on the table if you just walk away, you know. Like a yeah. smart thing would, well, a smart thing would be to like even even if it was like come back once a week or something, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you know, like mm-hmm. you know, like Sujin and Scam Artist, you know, you see how he's doing, you know, he's keeping everybody working, you know. So the reality is, there there are DJs on Twitch that have never played a club in their life. I've met a bunch of them. I know a bunch of them. Yeah, and. and the majority of the people that I actually know are club DJs that just weren't working during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people, like you never got to see them before because we were all the, the reality is we were all working. We rarely got to see each other, you know, or see each other's sets. Now we have this oper- rare opportunity where people could take a peek into our world and even get to hear stuff outside of what we normally would play at a club, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's been an interesting, it was interesting, man. Yeah. You know, I think for like, you know, I was talking to Neil Jackson recently because he, he me, him, and... Um, Shout to Neil, DJ, yeah. Yeah, and he's then a coffee, DJ Fly. He's a coffee maker now, right? He has yeah. his own coffee. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, his, his uh, Twitch branding went into coffee, so yeah, he's doing this that. This guy, now. wait, so this guy, Neil, Neil Jackson, right? Great DJ mm-hmm. in New yeah, York. Amazing. Yep. Did like a morning stream or something. He still does around around coffee and like mm-hmm. you know, and then started selling coffee beans, mm-hmm. right as merch. Yep. And now he's like actually he's actually like he's yeah, got he a coffee bean. Yeah, he has his own yeah. company now selling coffee beans. Yeah, BRL Beats Rhymes and Life. Yeah, I had a convo with him and uh, and Fly because that's how we became partner. We were just on it every day and night for like three four months straight that's how we did it like every morning you know uh neil would start and then he would send the raid over to to fly and then fly would raid to me and then we would do that in the evening and it it was kind of nuts because like i would do the late set i would be like 9 to 11 p.m go to sleep at 3 a.m only to wake up at 8 to do it again at like nine nine o'clock like it was like that for weeks at a time it was a grind to get that partnership but yeah Honestly, for me, it was it was therapeutic in a way because I was going, you know, like all of us, we were all we all had a really dark outlook on what was going to happen. And but luckily, the audience was there for us and we were there for them, man. Like Neil, you know, told me stories about, you know, like, you know, the first responders that he met from New York. You know, they were seeing some of the worst stuff out there. And, you know, but they're like, yo, we're tuning into you guys. You guys are giving us hope, you know, and I started getting those types of messages and you know that made it you know even better like hey we're all you know when it's it's kind of ironic when people say we're all in this together but we really were you know yeah yeah you know we were all looking at i mean we all went through our i think all of us have been you know through some type of 
PTSD, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like with what's happened, you know, and I know some people took to drinking, some people got more into drugs or whatever, you know, like for me, it was crazy because I stopped drinking. Like once the lockdown began, like I stopped drinking. I went to Vegas that weekend uh, for a wedding and then I came back and then I, I haven't drank. I haven't drank in like almost 16 months now, you know, Damn. so that was like, a, oh, man. So imagine doing the pandemic, all that stuff happening. I didn't drink at all as much as sometimes I wanted to, but yeah. you know, like I just, I, I just got to that point. Like, you know, I should just cool off with drinking, you know, and, like that was like one step go towards health, but unfortunately, with the pandemic, I let myself go, you know, with my health and stuff, and that led to what happened. You like, know? how so? Do you mean you you let yourself go? Um, well, I was just eating bad. I wasn't working out anymore. Like, I stopped working out. You know, like my gym closed. You know, like yeah. I stopped doing kickboxing and all that stuff. You know, and um, you know, so I started gaining weight. All the food we were getting was uh, Uber Eats, and it was all fast food. And, you know, three, four times a day doing that, you know, I was drinking too much, too much soda, too many, too much Starbucks, you know, mm-hmm. like just Damn, too much sugar. Know. I was having a lot of Red Bulls and that catches up to you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And it caught up to me in the worst way, man. So, so and, and that was kind of like your streaming diet, right? Because it's mm-hmm. like you stream so much. Yeah. Like you just had to just get food on the fly, mm-hmm. even eat kind of like while you're while you're spinning or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. kind of thing. Right. Yeah. How long were you eating that bad since you started Twitch, pretty much? Yeah, probably like the year going into Twitch. Like off and on, I've I've dieted and things like that. But during the pandemic, it just got really bad. Like we, yeah. you know, like I just wasn't cooking at home. You know, like I really don't cook. So you was eating fast food. You was like uh, ordering Uber Eats, and then mm-hmm. and and the thing is, is that you were thriving on Twitch, mm-hmm. so you were making money. So all. So Uber Eats was just convenient, right? It was just like, yo, yeah. let me just get this. And then it's also it's also almost like an indulgence, right? Cuz it's like, yo, it's like a reward. Like you're treating yourself, right? You're doing good. But it wasn't it wasn't the right type of treat for sure, right. you know, in hindsight, you know. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I totally get it. I to, you know, I totally get it. And so you're like you're indulging in like in food kind of a little bit as a vice and maybe you gave up alcohol but maybe the maybe it increased yep. your indulgence into food a mm-hmm. little bit right yeah that's what that's what i hear happens you know you trade off trade one thing for another you know and yeah 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 and then in december right you have a stroke while you're streaming mm-hmm. right i don't like what happened like well, how did you know you were having a stroke like what the fuck happened you're like well i, I I'm, I'm aware of what they are and uh immediately i was djing i was 30 minutes into my latin set and all of a sudden i felt like a numbness just came by me like it was like a like my, my whole body just kind of got numb i was holding i was like holding the record and i couldn't feel the record anymore i'm like well that's odd and i'm touching the cue points and I can't feel like anything like from because I do everything with my left hand and I'm like, oh, this is really awkward. And then I felt like this part of my face and I, all of a sudden I was, I was like this. I was like, I'm like, oh, that doesn't feel good. And then my whole body, my whole like left side just went limp. And at that point, I'm like, oh, shit, I think I'm having a stroke. So at that moment, I turned off the camera and I hit a raid. To get the, I didn't, I didn't want anybody. If I was gonna die, I wasn't gonna have motherfuckers watch me die. So, <laughs> like, so, so, so. I'm sorry. No, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. The last moment was like, uh, raid. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. That was that's that's like really good awareness on your part. <laughs> I know. <laughs> to, to 
<laughs> like yeah. have the presence of mind to hit the raid button just so yeah. you can like kind of like do your do, well, do have, your thing in peace. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I have everything ready. Like when I'm gonna raid, I already know who it's for. I just hit the button, it's ready to go. So that's wow. what we did. So. But yeah, I feel like most people would freak out and just lose their shit. You were still calm in that in that moment I, I, to do that. I stayed I stayed calm because I knew that I was on, I was still on camera when I turned the camera off and you know I was like let me just hit this button and then then I could worry about this. And Holy then, yeah, shit! I, but this happened it, fast, right? Like this is all going happened, fast. It like, happened within a span of a minute or two. Yeah, very fast. Holy shit! So, Jesus, so then I sat I sat down and then then I I collapsed and then I couldn't feel my legs. I couldn't like, wait wait wait, you know, wait okay okay. So you you press raid right, mm -hmm. and you shut the camera off. Yeah, and then you went to go sit down. Yeah, did did you feel your legs going out, or you just went to sit down to like kind of be like, all right, what's going on right now? Let me let me com let me compose myself, see what happens, and then yeah, no, I could no longer feel like. And were like you alone? Like this is a scary shit. Were you alone in the house? Like you were alone. I was alone in my room. My my family was in the other room. Oh, okay. Like I I, I really got really lucky. That oh they my were god! Can you imagine there. being alone, and this shit happening, that, bro? Yeah. That shit scares me thinking about it sometimes. But I'm just glad the way that things turned out. You know, like, you know, like I would normally would have like camera problems with you know like my camera overheating, so I would go to a visual. So my brother probably thought that when he saw that happen. Oh, he's probably having issues. So he didn't think anything of it. Yeah. But like with me, like yeah. Then when I got to the floor, I got to. I'm, I'm laying on the floor next to my turntables and like. Wait, wait, um, wait, wait, wait! Oh my god! Wait. See, like no. I, a motherfucker like me, I would have been like, I I live alone, so I would have been like, I'm letting this shit happen on camera. So a <laughs> yeah, so like, a motherfucker yeah, could call. Go out. Yeah. So like you know. So uh, motherfuckers can come get me, you know? And be yeah. like, yo, something's going on. <laughs> you know, like, oh shit. Maybe they'd be like, what's going on? Then the record ends and they'd be like, oh, okay, something's not right here. Right? Yeah. Okay, so you're on so you're on the chair. Yeah. Right? And then you end up on the floor, or is it like mm -hmm. you try to walk and you couldn't walk? I try try to walk and I just kinda like got on I kinda fell on my knees and then fell on my side. Like I couldn't walk anymore. Like my legs were just Man. my legs were not working. I'm laying I'm I'm just sitting there on my side, like on the floor. And I'm basically telling my I'm telling my body like legs move and then nothing. My, my oh hands my like God. I just fro I froze. Yo, I froze and then at that second I'm like, oh I'm fucked. And then then that that you know went through my mind like damn, is this how this how is this how it's gonna end? Oh like, my am God! Am I and you know and I started thinking like damn, I'm really gonna die right now. Holy and then literally, shit! Literally like I I started like seeing like. Like my life flashed before my eyes, like the most important moments of my life. Like in like maybe like five, ten seconds, I saw like me as a kid, me graduating high school, me getting married. Like these important moments of my life were like flashing, and and, like and then the, all of a sudden, well, that's crazy. The first time you yeah, met me, the first time you met me, right? That flash. Yeah, of course. Shut up, touch moment, and you over here fucking it up. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. That's a very important moment. <laughs> Nah, um, the R and B and ribs yeah, party was yeah. like the last yeah, thing. In yeah, life. last good times, right? <laughs> nah, but then then I started hearing I started hearing a voice screaming, and it was basically my inner voice screaming at me. My inner voice was like, "What the fuck is this? Is you really gonna go out like this, fool? You really gonna die like this? You better fucking crawl out that door and get some fucking help. You ain't about to fucking die." You talk you like know? George so Lopez. For real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> His a voice was George Lopez. <laughs> he said, fool. Your inner, fool. Come on, fool. Your inner voice is George Lopez. It's crazy, yo. Go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry. So, so the, yeah, like with all my might, I, 
I crawled and I banged on the door oh my and my god. brother opened the door and he saw me and that was, oh, that was man. it, man. Oh and my god, bro. Yeah, like and then I got taken to the hospital. Luckily the the hospital that uh, that we have is the local stroke center, so they were ready for me. Like holy shit. You know, and the entire time in the ambulance, like the, the guys talking at me because they're like Keep them talking, keep them talking. That way I don't like, you know, like fall into anything. Yeah. And, Damn. You know, and I was telling them like, yo, am I going to be fine? It's like, yeah, you seem to be all right. Like apparently for like a minute or two, I slurred my speech. But other than that, I was fine. And I'm like, what's going to happen? And he's like, just just relax. Like they're going to probably put a, a Q-tip in your nose to see if you have COVID or not. And I'm like, do they really got to do that? And he's like, yeah, they got to do that. So they did that. And then they took me straight to ICU and, you know, put me in an MRI, which I, I hate MRIs. It's the scariest shit ever. Like mm, yeah. you can put in a fucking tube. It's like, it's very scary. Are you, are you claustrophobic a little bit? Very. Yeah. So the first time I freaked out and then they had me do it a second time. But the second time they gave me a, um, uh, what did they give me? They gave me Xanax. Yeah, so they give you the Xanax. Oh for my god! Oh. And then, and at that moment, I was like, "Oh no wonder rappers talk about this shit." Like it was like <laughs> I was seeing rainbows. Like I was not even tripping. Oh, for like, real? Damn! No wonder these fools talk about Zanny bars. This shit's great. Like, <laughs> yeah, because it really, it really it, like mellows you the fuck out. Like, oh, it, to yeah, the point it was where cool. you're just like happy. Yeah. yeah, but wow. luckily, the luckily the second time the the technician was like, "Yeah, I, I saw you. What happened the other day? So we're only gonna put you in for a few minutes and just get the scans we need." And uh, yeah, I was I was in the hospital for eight days. Spent New Year's by myself, you know. Like <sighs> unfortunately during COVID, like you couldn't have family or anything. So I was like yeah. literally by myself on New Year's, like you know, like wait, it was it was nuts. So were you immobile? As soon as, like, you know, I know you crawl to the door, which is crazy. Like, mm. it sounds like some movie shit, for real. Like, yeah. Were you in pain? Like, was there a I, pain involved, or was it just a complete numbness? It was a complete numbness at first, oh. like, my whole entire left side. Is that almost right. more scary because you had no control over, like, your like your your joints and your limbs and shit? Like, it was, was scary as fuck, man. Yeah, I know. Because up to that point, like, I didn't realize how much, like, your brain and your heart controls, like, everything in your body. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. Yeah. But then it was crazy. Like, the surgeons were like, my man, you are very lucky that you are alive at this point. Wow. Like, you, they're like, you should be dead right now. Well, you know, damn. like a surgeon telling you that shit, I'm just like, man, like, shit, man. I really fucked up, you know, like, I really, like, let myself go in the worst way. I mean, at that point, I weighed 300 pounds. Like, I really had gained some weight, you know, mm -hmm. like, they talk about that COVID weight. I overdid it, man, you know, and, but that's, like, the thing, like, for me, like, everything's been sort of, like, redemption for me. Like, I, I did this. I have to undo it now. So, my mission, like, since then has been to just get better i mean i've dropped 35 pounds so far this year you know like just eating right and you know i'm not eating bad shit anymore mm -hmm. just eat, you know no more postmates yeah not none of that man like everything's home cooked here man and good. just you know and portion control is very important you know what i mean like just you know when they tell you like you know uh the size of your hand you know for like one thing like vegetables and whatever like that should make sense, man. You know, like everywhere we go, they just give you super big ass portions of everything. And it's not necessary. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Jamie and I know, you know, we're Latino, like our, a lot of our lives are built around food. And it's always like, you know, hey, mijo, do you need more? Like, it's always like here you have three plates, you know, and like, 
you know, we're, we're not we're not supposed to live like that. You and, know? And, like, in a Mexican household, you get served the same amount an adult does, mm-hmm. and you're expected to finish it. Yep. Even as so a kid. That, even mm-hmm. as a kid. So a 12-year-old kid eating the same as a 30-year-old man is kind of crazy. And then yeah. you get in trouble for not finishing it. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things that you it's kind like of con- It's conditioning, man. It's crazy. Conditioning. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, yo, you got to eat. And then if you go to somebody's house and you get offered food, you can't say no. Yeah, that's disrespectful. It's disrespectful yeah. and shit like that. So it's really bad conditioning on the Latin side yeah. of an upbringing. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to go back. You're, you're in a hospital. Yeah. You're alone yeah. for eight days, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not able to move, are you? The first two days, I wasn't able to move too much. But uh, um, I only the only reason I started like moving around was because they wanted me to pee in a cup and while sitting down. And I'm like, nah, fuck that. I gotta pee in a fucking bathroom. So I, I like learned how to like walk. You know, they wanted me to be in a wheelchair, and I refused. They wanted me to use a walker. I used a walker for like 10 minutes. I'm like, fuck this shit. I'm not an old man. I'm 41, man. I could fucking walk. And I just learned how to walk, you know, just kind of like careful. They told me not to get up. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fall risk, but I wasn't about to pee in a fucking bottle and, well, in the bed. Like, fuck that, man. Like, I, I have some dignity. You know, that was just my, my whole attitude to the whole situation, you know? Like, yeah. Like I can't just give up, man. I, I've, you know, I learned the hard way that, you know, it's, it's easy to give up in these types of situations. You know, I could have just given up and just been in a wheelchair and then just gone about my life. But in my mind, I'm like, dude, I'm like at the prime of my life. Like I am not about to just, like, sit here and not do something about my life. You know, and be better. You know, like. What? What? what where did this fighter spirit come from? You know. Where did that inner George, uh, inner George Lopez come from? Where where's that come from, man? No, no, no. Because I, I'm not gonna, I'm not trying to diss you, mm-hmm. but I would have never expected so much heart from you like that. You know, you're like such a nice dude. You know what I mean? And you're not aggressive yeah. at all. You're very chill. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when motherfuckers are in the thick of it, when they're at their worst, mm-hmm. you really see like what they're made of. Yeah. And like I kind of seeing what you made of really impressed me. Does that make sense? You know, mm-hmm. and, I, sense, and I'm, I'm, where does that come from? You know what I'm saying? Where do you think it comes from? I feel for me, like for everything in life, I've had to fight for it. I've always, I, I, honestly, I've always felt like I've been an underdog for everything that I've done in my life. Yeah. You know, like I never like, you know, I was never good enough to be in sports, you know, like anything. So like I just had to do other shit. Like I wasn't good at sports or like academic shit. But then I was like, I was great as a, you know, I was a great, you know, B-boy back in the day. I was great at graph, you know, I, you know, I rapped for a few years, you know, and, you know, and DJing was just something like I just, you know, the way I was raised, everything was show and prove, you know, and just you have to prove yourself. You know, you can't go out. You can't go out without without a fight, even when we were battling and like. You know, in the b-boy circuits or when you were, you know, battling other crews when doing graph, like, you know, you have to fight for your, you know, for for your shit, you know, like for your respect, you know. And for me, it was sort of like I had to, when I was at the hospital, like I had to fight for my own dignity, my own respect, you know. Like, I just wasn't going to allow myself to fall down at this part of my life, you know. Like, things were going so good, you right. know, up to the pandemic that I'm like, yeah, I, you know. Did- you know it, it was, it was, a, it was, a, um. Like for me, it was, um, it was hard. It was hard, man. You know, I just, I, 
I wasn't just going to allow myself to go out like that. You know what I'm saying? Because it would have been easy for me to just been like, fuck it, you know? But I've been, you know, I have a very supportive family and everyone that's been supportive, all the DJs, all the homies. And like, I have a very good support system that was there for me, you know? Yeah. And, you know, and even in the hospital, like, I really lucked out because on that weekend, I mean, for New Year's, like, all the staff is gone. They only have so much staff, right? But mm -hmm. well, luckily that in my hospital, I actually had an actual therapist there that was there with me. She would come in and talk to me, like, one hour a day. Wow. Like, and she was like, look, you're going through a lot of mental trauma. Just kind of talk to me what's going through your head. You know, what are the things that have stressed you out? And so, like, for a good seven days, I had somebody who I could just, like, vent about everything. Wow. And that really, really, really helped. You know what I mean? Just kind of put things into perspective. And, you know, like, that first month, I was really in a really, like, in my mind, you know, like, damn, this sucks, man. Like I, But then it was, like, me, like, like I was blaming myself for what happened. And, you know, in, in many ways, like, I, I, you know, I, you know, like, I had to own up to it. You know, like I did this to myself and I have to make it better now, you know, and and thankfully I have my brother, you know, who's been there, you know, every day for me and my sister-in-law, like they're just not going to let me fall back into my old ways, you know, like awesome. it's important, man. You know, like, you know, as much as we, you know, like this, like, here, I'll show you like my shirt. It says, you know, health is wealth. Like mm -hmm. I got it, the shirt. <laughs> it's yeah. No, thank you, man. No, I mean, it, like, it sounds cliche, but it's real, man. You know, I learned, I learned the hard way, man. Like, you know, like life is nothing if you're not, if you don't have some type of health and balance in your life, you know, and not just your, what you eat, but like in your mind, you know, like I'm, I'm happy that like now we're getting to a point in the world where like, we're able to talk about mental health and, it's not so much like, oh, that motherfucker's crazy. I'm like, maybe he's crazy because he's going through something. You know what I mean? And yeah. and even for me, like I've seen everybody go through their struggles. Like I can't be judgmental. You know what I mean? Because I, I know there's a lot of people that haven't even reached out this whole time that I've been down. But, I, you know, I realize that I'm not the only one going through something. Everyone is going through something. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we have to very be very mindful and respectful. You know, if you if you see people tweeting just really random shit, you just got to reach out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I've reached out to, I always reach out to people because I see it. Like I see tweets and I see posts and I'm like, they're not in the right state of mind. They just need somebody to talk to you. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people during the pandemic, especially people that were on Twitch and on social media, they just took to drinking and drugs as an escape. But, you know, it only helps you for so much. And then you're back to square one again. You know, you're back to your problems and having to deal with them and having no help or no solution. So it's always great to talk to others. You know what I'm saying? It should yeah. never be about, oh, that motherfucker's crazy. I mean, maybe he's crazy, but they maybe they're going through some shit. You know, like I have like some homeboys that went through some really rough breakups during the pandemic and it really fucked them up, you know, because before you would break up with somebody, you could just go out and party. But we were like literally like inside and then, you know, like shit was scary. Yeah. you know. And you didn't have that in-person, you know, comfort either. Of like mm -hmm. talking and get, yeah. you know getting a hug or just you know hanging with right. someone in person and you know that was definitely missing. I, yeah. I, you know I'm I'm really Im just impressed at how focused and motivated you were, and I'm kind of wondering in those eight days in the hospital, were mm -hmm. you having an internal battle with yourself on not getting down, and then what was what was motivating you? Like what was the main like what you know in your head were you like you know what, I'm going to get, I'm going to get back to work. I'm going to get back to my stream. I'm going to, mm -hmm. I'm, what was motivating you? You know what I'm saying? 
for me, what was motivating me was just wanting to get back to the real world eventually, you know, like, like I was just, you know, I, I think, you know, sometimes I think about what would have happened if I didn't have the stroke, like I would be out there right now, you know what I mean? Or, but who knows, like there, there's no way to know what would have happened, you know, something else could happen, you know, like, so for me, the motivator getting out of the hospital is like, I need to get better. I need to walk. I need to, you know, be able to get back on the turntables because for so long, like, I couldn't use them, you know, like I didn't want to be depressed. Like I had to work at it, you know, and um, I really just miss playing music more yeah. than anything, you know, and, and, you know, it like, it was really heartwarming. Just the support that I got all the DJs that went and, you know, did fundraisers for me and they just been keeping my stream alive this whole time. Like, you know, it's, it's great. You know, like, well, can we, let's talk about that because I, I want to talk about, when the doctor, you know, like the doctor at some point has to tell you like, yo, it's going to be a while for you to fucking walk regular and do all of this shit. Mm-hmm. And if I was being told that, the first thing that would come to mind is like, how the fuck am I going to make money? Right? Yeah. And then the second thing would be like, holy shit, how the fuck am I going to make money and do this? Who's the fuck's going to pay for all this therapy? Right? This, this physical mm-hmm. therapy. Right? Yeah. How the fuck am I going to pay for this hospital shit? Mm-hmm. Right. So like not only did you go through some of the worst physical trauma you've been in your whole life. Mm-hmm. Now you have this stress wing on your head of like, how the fuck am I going to pay for this shit? Right. And then all of the people I got to trouble. Right. I got to mm-hmm. I got to trouble all of these motherfuckers to help me. And it's a very humbling situation. Right. Right. And it's all, almost a part of me would think fuck all that i'd rather just wallow and be depressed and just not bother anybody and yeah. and just be by myself and i'll just mm-hmm. be immobile by myself and paralyzed by myself mm-hmm. so i don't have to trouble anybody and have them spend money or do all this work for me you know what i'm saying like that's the right. ugly maybe that's the ugly pride or ego talking mm-hmm. you know but Right. You know, like, I'm wondering if that shit was going through your head. Because that would have gone through my head, you know? Oh, yeah. No, totally, man. Like, I just, I felt like, damn, I'm going to have to inconvenience not only my family, but my friends and everybody. But the the crazy part was, while I was going through that in the hospital, like, you know, it was a, you know, it was a group of people. It was my brother, you know, my brother Jeff, um, alongside with Beats for Hope and, uh, you know, my one of my best friends, Iwala. Uh, DJ Zaldi, DJ mm-hmm. Fly, they all kind of congregated together, like in you know, Voltron, and just kind of put everything into motion. They're, you know, they're like, "Look, Alex, we don't want you to worry about finances or anything. So we're gonna, you know, we're gonna come up with this campaign to, you know, keep your channel alive, and you know, we're just gonna get a bunch of people to support you, you know." And yeah, um, yeah, it just kind of worked out, you know. And for me, like the first month was like I was really inactive the first month, but after that, I ju- jumped in the chats and I've been moderating and just kind of, you know, kind of help tailor, you know, the way things go, you know. Like mm-hmm. for me, it was important that. I mean, it's great to have the guests on the channel, but ultimately the the audience wants to see me. But at least me being in the, in the chats, they know that I'm there, you know, and I'm welcoming. I I want people to feel welcome regardless of who's on screen, yeah. You know, like because because for me, I feel whoever is on the channel, like Neville's done my channel, you know, Crooked's been on, and like like you guys are representing on my channel, but. Like I'm still there regardless, even if I'm not there on screen. I want everyone to still feel welcome. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So, mm-hmm. 
it's been incredible, man. I, I can't front, man. You know, like, you know, Vice did my channel a few times, and that was really dope. Mm -hmm. You know, for a guy at his level, you know, he's doing major things, you know. And, yeah. you know, he still took the time out to, like, do an hour or two, you know, like nothing, you know, on strength. And um, just the support in general. Just everyone wants me to get better. They want to see me come back and, you know, do my thing. And this past Monday was, you know, more like a thank you to everybody for the continued support because, you know, I was able to do my thing, even though I am still dealing with some physical limitations, you know, like, I'm just happy that I'm able to, you know, play some jams and have some fun and, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, so like, uh, so during this whole six months, you've had DJs holding down your Twitch mm -hmm. and you've been selling merch mm -hmm. and you've been working with Beats for Hope. What, can you explain what Beats for Hope is a little bit Beats more? For Hope yeah, Beats for Hope is based out of the Bay Area. They're a nonprofit organization. They uh, help out a bunch of different organizations. Uh, pretty much what we do there is through the merch sales, uh, a portion of each merch sale, uh, a portion goes to these nonprofits. One of the nonprofits that we work with is Lava May. They're based out of here in California. And what they do is uh, they provide uh, mobile shower units for uh, homeless communities. Mm -hmm. So they'll go out to Skid Row in L.A. or the Tenderloin in San Francisco, different mm -hmm. areas, and they'll bring out these mobile units. So uh, basically it's a purchase with a, pur you know, with a purpose, you know, like right. having some purpose. And, and in a way they, they help me kind of, they kind of help steer me with, you know, like me, you know, and my, you know, I have a statement that says, you know, I'm a DJ with a purpose, you know, like I do have a purpose besides playing music and turning up. Like people were really like, I feel like during the pandemic, I was helping people get through, you know, through the tough times. So I did have some type of purpose, you know, yeah, yeah. out there. So, yeah. so they helped out with that, you know, and I'm still part of that. And I'm, you know, myself, Heavy's part of that as well. Zaldi, a couple other homies. And, uh, you know, yeah. just helping out, just paying it forward in general. We were paying it forward even when I wasn't down with Beats for Hope yet. Like, you know, we were doing benefits, you know, and I always found it ironic that unemployed DJs were holding benefits for other communities. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. when we had the fires, we did, uh, you know, benefits for the firefighters. We did benefits for the uh, the uh, um, the farm workers. You know, during Thanksgiving, we had a food drive on Twitch for uh, um, the Alameda County Community Food Bank. On Christmas, we did the same thing, but it was for Feeding America. So, you know, we were still paying it forward regardless. So I feel like everything that happened after my stroke was sort of like, coming full circle i paid it forward now people are paying it forward to me you know yeah, yeah. so and for real i just want to get back to continue doing the same paying it forward you know like you know like like you said earlier like i've been giving out ads for free for 15 years that's my way of paying it forward like maybe you know these edits will help you out in your you know what you want to do in your life as a dj like it, it'll help you get through some gigs or you know get some opportunities you know for me that's been like my mission like my whole life like how can I help others, you know, get, yeah. you know, you know, move through life? So. Yo, you mentioned uh, physical limitations. What are you still dealing with? Like, what is the things that you still can't do? Well, I mean, I could walk. I, I'm pretty independent for the most part. I, I'm mainly dealing with, like, if I stand for too long, I get muscle spasms on my back. I have muscle spasms here. And, like, I have nerve damage on the top of my shoulder and the muscle over here on my shoulder. Um, my arm sometimes locks up, 
So I'm still working on that. Like that's still, I'm not dealing with the numbness as much anymore. So, um, and it really sucks for me because I always use my left hand for scratching. So I can't do like really fast movements with my hand right now. So I'm having to be very careful with it. But um, I have a really cool therapist that helps me, you know, get through this. The physical therapist? So, mm-hmm. I, I, what does your physical therapist say about you going coming back to DJing, you know? She actually she actually encouraged me to get back on the turntables. Okay. You know, she just like it's muscle, she's like, it's all muscle memory. You just have to take your time, don't overdo it. You know, we started with ten minutes, you know, play some records and when you meet that you know, pain I was I was having pain because for a while I've been having just nonstop pain and um once I hit the pain threshold, I would just stop. So that was all right. I did ten minutes and then the next week it was like, Okay, I'm able to play twenty minutes be able to manage the pain. So that's how I've been doing it. As long as I can manage the pain, she was cool with me playing. Her and my doctor, they're just not cool with me going out to the real world yet because I'm not yeah. 100%, you know, in general. Yeah. But, but in a controlled environment where I'm at now, my brother's here, he's aware, you know, he's keeping an eye out on me regardless, you know. Like, if anything goes wrong, I could stop the stream. I can, you know, end it there. I don't have to, you know, like... I don't have to do three, two, three, four, five, six hours like I was doing before. I could do an hour, and that's enough. I think people at this point are happy to just to see me back. Yeah, oh, most but, definitely. Man. Yeah, and you know, I'm, I'm right now. My plan is one set a week, and I'm going to continue having the guest DJs on, and you know, we'll go from there. You know, I just want to get back to the to the real world. You know, unfortunately, my doctor said that I'm more than likely going to miss the whole year in the club. So. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to deal with that as long as I come back stronger when I get back out there. You know? Yo, if it means if it means yeah. 2022, then those, those, long, those gigs ain't going nowhere, man. They're waiting. Exactly. And it's not that far from here. Yeah, 2022 yeah. is like the year's yeah, almost yeah. over. Yeah, now. five. Yeah, five more months. Exactly. Yo, don't don't yeah. rush that shit. You're good. Trust mm-hmm. me. Everybody is gonna want to book you when you're ready. You know, it's not. Definitely. You know, it's on your time, man. So don't don't worry about that shit. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're fucking good. And um I, I wanna know, you know, when Monday when I saw you, I got emotional, you know. And um I try not to cry, man. Like <laughs> I, like there was moments there where I walked away from the screen. I'm like I was wiping the, the sweat off my head, but like also like I like I the, I had those moments where like I don't wanna cry, I don't wanna cry, all right. And then I, I like just got got back to it, you know. How did that feel, man? How did it you know what what it, is this what is this whole year? said to you i could imagine djs looking out for you if i've if i've seen anything i've realized how uh warm supportive the dj community can be yeah and i think you've you've really brought that out even more like when i saw your stream and i saw the comments going crazy and and the subs going crazy and the bits going Mm -hmm. crazy and and it was overwhelming and you're you're playing hip hop and you were doing two hours and I was just we were just looking at you and you look so alive. You almost looked like you were shaking. You didn't know you were so excited. There was like so much feeling in you. You know what I mean? Like it was very it was very emotional. Even my brother came in a few times, he's like, Hey, calm down, man. You're really gonna like work yourself out. But it was yeah. tough, like because for me it felt like it was the set I've been wanting to do the last six months that I haven't been able to do, you mm-hmm. know? Like you know, watching all of you guys play, like, it, it, it inspires me. Like, seeing you guys playing on Twitch inspires me. Seeing you guys out in the real world playing, that inspires me to, like, get better, get my shit, you know, organ- like, this whole year, I, I organized the hell out of my Serato. It's way more organized than it was before. Like, 
you know i just want to be ready for the when when the time comes and i'm ready and i'm at 100% like health mm -hmm. like i'm just going to be ready for everything you know like like you know so it wasn't just me recovering i was recovering i i stayed you know i laid low but you know i've been working on music working on edits and you know this organizing and you know just staying active as much as i can be you know and but thankfully with my therapist she was like hey man get on it man because i know that's part she's oh that's part of what you're missing you know like yeah. you seem you're happiest when you're playing music you need that for your your heart needs it your brain needs it your body needs it you need to you need to feel good about it you know like you know because it's easy to feel like a lost cause when like your arm isn't working days where i there's days where i feel fine and i'm good there's days where i i I wake up and I'm like, it takes me like five minutes to kind of get my bearings. I have a brain fog sometimes, you know, and like, that's how I know I'm not ready because there are those, those days are too frequent right now. You know, like there's days where like, I, like my mind just wanders. Like I'll lose track of time when, you know, I, w I was outside like a, a few days ago, I went outside and it was like 10 o'clock and I didn't realize that I was just kind of hanging out. And I thought it was a few minutes. I looked at my phone, it was like 1245, like. Like some some days it's just like that, you know. It's like a like a reality. But I just do my best to live as as normal life as I can. And I just tell people, don't treat me like I'm different. I'm just I'm the same person as before, man. You know, mm -hmm. I just can't be out turning up with anybody. I can't be out, you know, at the Twitch meetups or anything yet. You know, like I just have to be very careful about my health and just getting better. You know, like this is very important to me. Like I'm not going to be able to function at a hundred percent if my body isn't at a hundred percent. And my, yeah. you know, so, you know, if it means sacrificing a year, then that's what I got to do, you know, but, but I own it. I own the fact that <laughs> I got myself into this and I got to get myself out of it, you know? So. Yo, do you still, like, I don't want to bring up the bad stuff, but I, yeah. I, I, w I was like your brother. I found one of my family members collapse on the floor and mm -hmm. man, uh, that family member went through some tough times mentally that mm -hmm. having that triggering moment that it might happen again. Do you still deal with that type of shit? Every once in a while, you know. I because just, it's, I know it's like you just never know and it's like it can happen again and I know, I just wonder if you still go through that shit because I know that my family member more frequent than enough, even us like in the house, so we were here loud bang. Yeah. We'll run to wherever the hell he mm -hmm. was. Yeah, no, it's it's like that here. Anytime something like like I'll, like listen, like uh, something will fall. My brother, like you all right? Yeah, I'm good. You know, like they're they're just making sure that it wasn't me. You know, so mm -hmm. yeah, there's I guess there's a bit of trauma for the whole family. You know, but we're you know we're all we all get through it together. You know, like you know, I just for me like it would be it would be horrible of me to go back to my old lifestyle. You know, like having put my family and my friends through what they've been through. Because the trauma wasn't just for me, it was for everybody, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. no no one wants to see me in the situation that I'm in. You know, no one wants to see me hospitalized and, you know, like, handicapped, you know? Like, so I just, for me, my mission is just to get better and be better than I was before. Mm -hmm. And I'm feeling like I'm on my way there, you know what I mean? Like, um but it's it's a bit of everything. It's health. It's your eating. You know. It's you know, not paying attention to Twitter all the time. You know, <laughs> like not letting those things like rile you up and stress you out because we get you know like we get stressed out about everything. Like I mean, one tweet could stress your whole day. You know, and a lot of people live like that, and you can't live based off of like 
everyone's hot takes, you know, like you can't get high blood pressure because of people's hot takes. People are going to have hot takes 24 seven, you know, you just got to learn to ignore some of that shit. You know, there's days where I see that fuckery on Twitter. I'm like, I'm just not going to go on Twitter today, yeah. man. I'm just going to focus. I'm going to go watch Netflix. Like <laughs> I'd even like, try to, <laughs> it's no, pretty man. bad right now though. Like DJ Twitter is pretty fucking miserable. Like, yeah, man, uh, I mean, well, you saw what happened. You saw what happened yesterday, right? With the whole Bismarcky thing, like um, yeah, man. Like social media is so quick to just want to jump on something, man. You know, I mean, yeah. I was talking to a friend of mine earlier, like how if you remember when Kobe Bryant passed away, how TMZ posted about it, and like his wife hadn't even been notified about it yet. You know, like that's fucking horrible. You know what I'm saying? Like, like social media could be very evil. You know, like we just have to be very careful of what we ingest too. You know, yeah. as much as our as much as our careers and what we do are based on social media, like the, having it be there, like it's good to like, you know, walk away and do something else as mm-hmm. well. You know, I think in the past year, I think me myself, I can't speak for everybody on the podcast, yeah. but I've I've definitely uh, approaching social media in a different way, mm-hmm. and uh, especially Twitter, where I, I really, you know, I'm really not trying to engage with nobody like that. And it's just it just seems like a really miserable fucking place where these DJs they just don't realize sometimes like what's How really good they a, got it yeah it, you mm-hmm. know what I mean like I, you know it's fucked up like some of these people are are bitching about the dumbest shit ever and I think we were talking and I'm like here you are going through like the most traumatic experience I could ever imagine and you just want to mm-hmm. DJ again and these motherfuckers are are, are talking about. The dumbest shit, like the most shallow, you know, like superficial uh, issues ever that like Man. doesn't even warrant a conversation at sometimes. It, and it's all like surrounded up on each individual's insecurity, self-esteem. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just it, it's just it's just really ugly. You know what I mean? And. And I don't, I don't know, man. I like, I was speaking with you. I'm like, you've always maintained, you've maintained such a positive outlook and you've, and you've rallied a lot of people together, you know? And I, I thought that was really, really a beautiful thing. And seeing you on Twitch and everyone coming together, it was just a really, really high moment for 2021 for, Mm -hmm. for me personally, I think for the DJ community, because I think, I think you've become a major fixture in that. You've always been there for people. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. For for yeah. I would say almost every DJ that I know in my circle, yeah. you've been there. Yeah, and definitely uh, a highlight. Definitely the highlight of my year so far, man. So definitely, yeah, you know. And in general, just going back to the Twitter thing, like to each their own what they want to say, man. But for me, I feel like you guys shouldn't complain. You guys have like the luxury. To me, I feel like it's a luxury for you to be out there and be able to play. I can't. As much as I love music, I can't even be out there and like rock with y'all. So like for me, it's like. What are you guys complaining about? You, like, you guys didn't play for 15 months. You're back to it. That's a fucking luxury. Yeah. I don't, I don't get afforded that luxury in it right now because of my health. Yeah. So, you know, that's why, if anything I've learned, just, you know, it's easy to fall into the negativity. Like, um, you know, I'd rather just push something better out there, you know? Yeah. Like, I know we all have our moments, you know, you know, every, you know, every other day or whatever, but... Negativity, you know, people thrive on negativity, man. It's just, yeah, yeah. Even even myself, like you know, doing like recap videos or like you know, Instagram shits or selfies and shit. Like, mm-hmm. I I don't really want to do that for my gigs, but I have to kind of do it. 
But it's like I, I really hate that. Don't you wish you were here? Kind of, you know, energy that it pushes out. Right. Like, oh, yo, look at my party. Like, look, look how ill this is. Don't you wish you were here? Kind of energy. And I don't really want to do that shit no more. You know, like. Right. And I'm trying to think of a way to market myself and market my gigs and market all of that shit without having to do that. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. at my gigs, I don't really do that recap. any. like, I'm kind of quiet around my gigs. But if I'm at your gig, I'll pipe your shit up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll pump your shit up. Man. Like if, I think it's I, you know? I think it's more because you it's because you're actually focused on the music and the you know the the task at hand you're not really focused about the social aspect of it. Uh-huh. There's different levels of DJing out there. There there are DJs that are really great at social media, you know, and there and then there's the rest of us who just want to go in and you know have a good time, you know, rock the party and keep it moving. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I feel like I I approach it in a really bad way. I approach it like I'm I'm a I'm a guy. It, like I'm in at a car factory, like I'm at Ford, and I'm like in like assembly. you're on an assembly line. <laughs> That's how I feel though. Like I feel like the nightclub is the car factory, the waitresses are an assembly line, the bartenders, the bussers, the security promoters, the owners, and I'm I'm just one of the guys on the assembly line. You know what I mean? Like, and I kind of just want to go there and really just do my job and make sure everybody's making money. And then I, I just don't really, I don't know. Like, I hate getting caught up in myself. Like, I really hate promoting myself. You know, like, I just, I really hate it. And I really hated doing, I didn't want to do any of it earlier in the year, especially because I knew New York was closed. I didn't want, like, my New York motherfuckers, you know what I mean? Like, haha, I'm working, yo. Shit is popping, it's lit. Like, life is beautiful. <laughs> and then these motherfuckers in New York are, like, struggling. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't want to do that shit. Like, I don't, you know, like, I just don't want to do that, you know? Uh, And I was... Everyone's approach is different, man. That's what it is. Yeah, ultimately. Everyone's going to have a different approach for sure. But then I sometimes think if it comes off as bad marketing, so I don't don't know. You know what I'm saying? So, like, maybe Mm -hmm. I'm, you know. But, you know, I, I, I really, I'm really happy that, you know, you're back to DJing. You're going to be on Twitch once a week, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And um, what what days do you think you're gonna do? Is it just gonna switch around, or what, what's it gonna do? I'm a, I'm gonna try to do in like a, a different show a week. Okay, you know, I have four I have four shows on, so I'm just gonna try to like do one one week, the other show another week. I, so. let, let me hear your schedule. Let's hear your schedule, so we can we can market that. Okay, uh, Boom Bat Mondays, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. that's that's always. Uh, that's become always- that's become such a major fixture on on Twitch. It, it, by the it way, has, yeah. 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 This week, that's the reason I was on. You know, part of the reason besides my comeback, it was our one year anniversary. So shout out to Fly. You know, yeah. conversation. Yeah, hit. shout out to Fly. Yeah, um, big conversation shout out to Fly. Hit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We had a conversation like you know about a year, a little bit over a year ago about. We both grew up listening to the Wake Up Show. We grew up listening to a DJ Revolution. You know, yeah. and you know those types of sets that he would put on there and. You know, we were like, dude, it'll be great to like have like a, a show where we could just play joints and not have to worry about anything. So mm-hmm. that's literally how it started. It was him for two hours and me for two hours. And then a few weeks later, Mike 2600 jumped in and then Evil D and Green Lantern and it, Franzen. And then it just sort of became, it took a life of its own. You know, yeah. you, both of you guys have been on there, you know, like, you know, it's it's sort of an institution now on Twitch on Mondays for, you know, in the DJ world, like. Yeah, you know, boom bap all day. You know, all every Monday. So it's it's fun, man. You know, like um, it made us appreciate just 
all the joints that are out there and being able to dig, you know, like I've talked to Neville before, you know, like go, you know, dig, man, you know, play some shit, you know, and, you know, with Neville, I like with Neville, like he makes it seem like you're in the, you know, you're in Bronx, you know what I mean? Like his whole design, it's like, you feel like, Thank you, man. Man, you, know? So, you know, and then when you play, it's like, you, you feel like you are in New York, you know, you're mm -hmm. like, Oh shit. Cool. You know, like, thanks man. Thanks yeah. for having me too. man. So. You know? <laughs> what do you call it? And then, so you have boom bat Mondays and then what else do yeah. you have? We do uh, Fiesta Latina, which is 100% Latin music. That's every uh, Wednesday uh, Wednesday night, usually uh, 7 p.m. Pacific. And that one, is become, that's kind of taking a life of its own as well. It's weird. It's crazy how these Twitch shows are now becoming brands, you know? Like, like even with Fiesta Latina, we're planning on doing like a, a like we're going to do day parties with it eventually. Oh, wow. Like we're going to try to like go up and down the coast and see what we could do with it. So Yeah, I feel like, um, yeah. Do you think Boom Bat Mondays could be like a monthly party for you guys in real life? I think, I, I believe, I believe Fly has a, has some ideas for that. I think he's already working on a New York show. So wow. Crazy. He's in, he's, 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 he's in PA, but he's like a few hours away from New York City. So Wow. Um, I believe that's going to probably happen. Crazy. So, yeah. I, I love That'd it. That'd be dope. I love it. Yeah. I love what you guys. So you have Monday, Wednesday, and then yeah, and then Friday we do TGIF. That was more of an open format show, a bit of everything. Yeah, you know, and um, it's pretty fun. That one, like, it, you know, when I was playing, I originally was like playing a lot of like, you know, high energy freestyle '90s house, but then it was a bit of everything. You know, like anything goes. Like, you know, '90s rock, grunge, you know, Latin, everything together mashed up. You know. Um, and then Saturday is a uh, broke ass EDC. That's like a my fun, you know, EDM show. You know, um, originally it was going to be called Brocachella, but I went for broke ass EDC instead. <laughs> this is the EDC that everyone could afford because it's free. <laughs> <laughs> that's good shit, man. Yeah, uh, and that's just that's just all EDM base. You know, just uh, you know, with you know, festivals type shit. You know, just mm -hmm. fun, fun mm -hmm. vibes. You know, just keep every everything is just keeping it fun and lively. You know. Is there um is there anything is there like one thing like you learned in the past year that you can sum up do you think I feel like your story is so important like what happened to you you know I, I, honestly it's just believing in yourself and what you want to do man you know like the world will always put obstacles in your way and people will always doubt your abilities you just got to go and do it man you yeah. know like you know I constantly tell people that like with my whole Twitch journey, like I started in the shittiest gear and I still became a partner. You know what I mean? Like I didn't have to get on, a, you know, no disrespect to my green screen guys, but like I didn't have to use a green screen or crazy <laughs> graphics. Yeah. No, which is, no, see, see, in never, in never situation, he's, he's being creative. And that's the good thing about a green screen. He's being creative with it, you know, to make you feel like you're somewhere. But some people just use it. It's everything, and like the music lacks, you know. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. The music should still be number one, regardless, you know. So for me, it's like I had all these obstacles. One of the obstacles was like, should I go get a new mixer or should I pay my rent? I felt like paying my rent, paying my bills was more important than going out and getting the mixer. I was yeah. able to do it on a bullshit five hundred dollars Serato mixer, and I still yeah. became partner. You know what I mean? But yeah. I think that's more of a testament of like not only being good at the music, but being good to the audience, being good to every person that comes in, making everybody, like for me and my channel, I just want to make everyone feel like they're part of the family, even if it's your first time, you know, mm -hmm. like, like I want you to feel like you're right at home, like you're, it's like cheers, you know, where everybody knows your name, you know, like, so I think just believing in yourself and just, 
not let something like the pandemic stop you. You know, the pandemic didn't really stop me. What stopped me was having a stroke, you know, but even then I've been home all this time, you know, and I've been putting out edits with direct music service. You know, I'm still, you know, doing all these other things on the back end, you know, I'm doing, I'm back on radio again, doing sets, but you know, I'm not going to let the stroke and these, uh, you know, these physical limitations stop me from, you know, succeeding, you know, I'm still in the game, you know, and that's what I, I try to tell people, like, you know, don't discount me out because I'm not out, not on the club. I can still make an impact without having to be out there in the real world, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, Dale fam, I mean, I'm I'm glad you're recovering and you're, and you're getting closer and closer mm-hmm. to, you know, being 100%, which I know you will be. Yes, and uh, yo, man, you're one of the strongest motherfuckers I know, you know. And uh, Thank you. yo, mm-hmm. uh, I just wanna, I wanna say, yo, much love to you, and and I'm very, very happy to have you on the podcast, and well, and you, I'm man. very thank glad, and, and thank you for sharing what you went through because uh, honestly, you know, when you first told me about what happened with your stroke, you know, I instantly started just changing my diet and just eating better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like we just get caught up, you know, like. And we don't realize, like, these little things just catch up to us, mm-hmm. especially, yeah. you know, as we get older, just eating right, you know, like we indulge too much in certain things. And uh, it really made me put things into perspective and um, and also just seeing, you know, how everyone rallied for you and, and looked after you. And then you allowing motherfuckers to help you is a big thing, mm-hmm. too, because that's something sometimes I have issues with, you know. You know, much love, man. Thank you. Thank you very much What's for sharing, you? man. For, Thank you, guys. Appreciate us, it. So anything else you guys want to ask or anything? Or? Nah, I'm right, good. Man. Good? It's good to, it's good Yo, to see you, bro. It's good it's, to see you, man. It's yeah, great to bro. see you. Oh, they want no doubt, man. Especially yeah, Monday, yeah. like Cook has said. It was just like, felt yeah. really good seeing you back on Twitch, man. Yeah, it was overwhelming for sure, man. But it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was necessary, man. I think for me, more than anything, was just... Hey, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing better. Like, but I'm still, I still got work. You know, it's still the road. The road to recovery continues, man. Like, I'm, I'm, but I'm not at the game, you know, by any, by any means. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But it's been, it's been tough, man. Like, like, I'm just really happy. You know, I'm happy for all the support, and I'm just happy that I could still, you know, play. You know, like, because you know the messages I've gotten all week is like, dude, you look like you, you're ready to just get out there. I'm like, I'm ready, but my body isn't. You know, and and that's the you know the thing I've had to learn. It's patience more than anything. You know, mm-hmm. just because I get FOMO with social media, man. Just seeing everybody out. You know, like mm-hmm. I want to be out there with you guys, and I can't. Like I want to go to Vegas and hang out, and I can't. Yeah. You know, like I just you know they're like, hey man, trust me, you wait a bit. Once you're at a hundred, mm-hmm. nothing's gonna stop you. So I'm just gonna wait for that moment. I'm just gonna keep pushing. I was know? I was gonna ask you about that if if being on social media sometimes demotivates you a little bit or just puts you in a bitter place you know it it did it did in the originally but but again you know it's it's a different situation that i'm in compared to others you know yeah yeah i mean i just i you know everyone everyone should go out there and have fun if they can you know yeah 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 well well your time's gonna come soon don't don't worry about it and yeah, you're gonna no, be out there no. soon, and I, I'm sure you're gonna fucking murder that shit, bro. I gotta call Eddie. I got I gotta play on that bus. <laughs> oh yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Definitely what happened. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, brother. So if you want to watch this episode on YouTube or view some of our older episodes as well, you can go to youtube.com/slash/road podcasts. 
like, comment, subscribe. We post new episodes every Thursday. Every Thursday, y'all, without fail. So definitely come check out the new episodes on YouTube on Thursdays. And um, yo, Audio One, we love you, man. I love your strength. I love your focus. We all need a inner George Lopez like yours to keep mm. us going. <laughs> okay, fool. <Yeah. laughs> all right, man. Uh, we'll talk to you soon, man. We'll keep us updated, please, all right? Perfect. All right, brother. Peace. All right, peace. peace. All right, brother. Peace. Yeah.